0: each other in the midst of all these things. So I'd like a little bit of participation today. If I call out a group that you are in, will you go ahead and stand so that we can give a little uh, shout out to all of you? So if you are a new freshman to Concordia University this year, will you just go ahead and stand up so we can welcome you? All right. Great, great, great. Have a seat. Have a seat. And if it is your hope and your plan to graduate this year, will you go ahead and stand up, graduating seniors? All right. Let's see who else we have. If you are uh, studying business, who's studying business? Go ahead and stand up where you're at. All right. All right, go ahead and sit. Education, anyone studying education? There we go. All right, what about uh, like biology? Any of our bio people? Okay, all right, all right. All right, where are our cross country runners? There we are. All right. Uh, soccer players, where are their soccer players? Really, that's it? That's it? All right. Uh, Let's see. What about any of you who are involved in theater productions? There we go. There we go. All right. What about our uh, volleyball teams? All right. This could be a large group. Our aquatic teams. I don't even know. All right. Students who are involved in our choirs or our musical ensembles. All right. How about a little love for our coaches? Where's our coaches at? All right. Uh, Professors, do we have any professors in the house? All right. All right, if you hail from the Golden State of California, go ahead and stand on up. All right, all right. If you're from one of those other states, go ahead and stand on up. And how about this? If you call another country home, will you stand on up? So here's what I recognize in all that. We are unique and different people. Some of those differences are easy for us to uh, see at first glance, or at first meeting, right? Physical features and appearances. And others of those differences are ones that can be known if we ask some of those surface questions, like where are you from, what are you studying, what year are you in school? But really, we are so much more than that and deeper than those things. We have different stories and different histories. We have different dreams and different gifts and different responsibilities. We differ in the ways that we might communicate. We differ in what we value. We differ in how we express or feel love. These are differences that bring a certain creative beauty to the world as they can add a a sort of interest and intrigue that comes with contrast and variety. However, some of our many differences can also lead to frustration or discord or conflict. As we interact with others who do not think or act or feel or believe as we do, which of course is the right way in our minds. In each of of us, this can breed dismissiveness, impatience, insensitivity, and at times, even outrage. And if we take our cues from the society around us, we can find ourselves sucked into the need to draw lines, or pick sides, align perspectives, to argue, dissent, or finally even just separate from those who might disagree. And our world plays up those differences. Because conflict makes the news. And the emotion that this generates are are great for TV ratings and for online clicks. But they can leave us feeling frustrated, and angry, empty, lost, and purposeless. And so sometimes the desire to avoid conflict may lead us to hold back, not openly sharing who we are or fooling Fully letting others in. And so we may hide the the real selves thinking that that is the way that we can protect ourselves. Or maybe we find it easier to trade the complications of relationships with the flesh and blood people all around us for what seems to me more sanitized connections glossed over through social media or online communities. Relationships that can be set aside as quickly as an app can be closed. Our experiences of conflict may turn us away from others, may cause us to turn inward on ourselves, which can leave us feeling disconnected, isolated, and alone in a world where we just can't seem to find our place. And where the days and the weeks seem to be racing by with no time to make real, meaningful connections. So here's the thing, we're not the first to struggle with conflict and tensions related to differences. Case studies could be made from any slice of history in humankind showing many differences that lead to discord and disconnection. It is unfortunately a common part of our human experience. Because it begins with a common disease. One that causes us to turn away from God, turn inwardly to our self-centered thoughts and desires and ways, and turn against others in varying ways, to varying degrees, for a variety of reasons. Which, of course, we almost always find reasons to justify. And most of the time, I think we don't even notice that we're doing it. Or it seems so minor to us that uh, it's something that we don't notice the fact that it has ripples of brokenness throughout our lives and the lives of others. So the name for this disease is sin. And like many other diseases, sin is unbiased and indiscriminate in who it infects. It doesn't matter one's gender or nationality or ethnicity or age or social Status. But it is not only indiscriminate, it is also universal. It infects every person all across history, throughout the world, except one Jesus. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, God who wrapped himself, clothed himself in humanity. Jesus, a walking demonstration of God's love towards the world. A love expressed through his word as a desire to bring salvation to people of all nations, all tribes, and all languages throughout all time. A desire to call back sons and daughters from all corners of the world throughout all of human history. And he was so willing to do this to accomplish this, that he would do so through the death of his only son, Jesus. It was accomplished through the sin-forgiving, sinner-redeeming, life-renewing, salvation-bringing blood of Jesus Christ. Now, during the first century, there was a follower of Jesus who was named Paul. Now, Paul was a missionary and a pastor, and he sailed to many cities preaching about God's grace given through Jesus Christ, that wonderful news that God has loved and rescued us when we could do nothing to save ourselves. And as this life-changing message spread, people would find that they shared the same problems, but more importantly, that God had rescued them all and given them new life in Jesus. And so they soon found unique connection and community with others who followed ...Jesus as well. And one of these communities of believers was in the region of Galatia... ...which is in modern-day Turkey. And Paul brought the grace of God to this community. Which, of course, you would think, right, that solves everything. No more problems. Everything is figured out. All will be all right. But after Paul had moved on to other places, he received word that seeds of discord anchored in the people's differences from one another were being sown in the midst of this community. And so his response was to write a letter in which he reminded them that first and foremost, they stand together firmly on the common ground of Christ and his grace. And that truth ...the divisions that they were feeling because of their differences fade away. Which is why Paul wrote these words to them from Galatians chapter 3. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So while the world emphasized divisions of ethnicity or social status or gender... Paul told these Christians that their oneness in Christ was their new identity. That their identity in Christ brings them unity. And we need to be reminded of that same truth today. For all of our differences, we share a lot in common. Some of those commonalities are easy to see, while others take a bit more investment to discover. So if we pause to think even for just a moment... We can t- start to see some of those commonalities. We have common needs, like food, and shelter, sleep, safety, community. While we might not always understand then, we have common emotions like joy and anger and sadness and fear and wonder. We have common longings to love and be loved, to be respected and have value to contribute to the good of others. We have common desires for acceptance and belonging, independence, as well as connection. We have common concerns and worries for ourselves, our own well-being, and the well-being of those we love. But the biggest thing we hold in common, the most transformative thing, is that God loves each and every one of us and has redeemed us through his Son, Jesus Christ. The community of Christians consists of unique life stories, and yet all are part of the life changing story of Christ. We have many differences, but we begin to recognize a sameness, a sameness that Paul reminded another group of Christians who were living in Rome about in Romans chapter 3 when he wrote, We have all sinned, and we all have been shown mercy. In Christ, it's in that truth where we first find common ground with one another. Will you join me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for your willingness to suffer and to die on the cross so that we could stand on a new common ground, a common ground not in the sin and brokenness that exists in our lives, but instead a common ground of grace and mercy and forgiveness to be accepted and loved unconditionally by the Heavenly Father. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us as a community to stand on that common ground with one another. That we would recognize in each other one who is loved by God and therefore deserving also of our love and respect as well. Lead us not only into these things throughout the rest of the year, but lead us safely into this weekend, that it would be a time of refreshment uh, as we come on to the next week. Give us safety in all these things. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.